Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? What are you? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsay. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Congratulations, you're a meathead, son. But you know what? Don't ever put your hands on my underwear. This is the lamb Where's the lamb Yeah, I mean, you really don't make friends around here, do you? I, I didn't come here for that. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Snap Back to Reality. I'm your host, Riley Ennis, and this is episode 19. And joining me for this very special episode is uh, the Rewind the Love podcast, Sonia and Mike. Welcome, you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. Um, So yeah, tell me a little bit more about your fabulous podcast called Rewind the Love. Sure. So uh, we are a married couple who like garbage television and uh, decided that we shared, like among our many reality shows that we watch and follow religiously, we were going to start a podcast recapping what is, in our opinion, like the best era of reality TV and like the best subsection really, which is like the VH1 uh, celeb reality shows. Uh, so we're, we're in the middle of, we're, but we're ending Flavor of Love season one right now. We're about to launch season two, but then we're going into Rock of Love, I Love New York, Charm School, I Love Money. So a lot of fun stuff on the horizon. Yeah, we're pretty much following it like chronologically, trying to go as they release the shows and everything. So, you know, with everyone that watches along and stuff, it's like, you know, kind of reliving the great moments. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, and I love it. I've loved listening to the episodes that you've released so far on Flavor of Love, and it just takes me back. Um, so, of course, I knew that I had to do Flavor of Love on my show eventually, and who better to help me talk about it than you two? Yeah, yes. we're so excited. <laughs> so, um, before we jump into it, I wanted to know, like, what is your background? Like, when Flavor of Love was first airing, like, where were you guys? So we we were in high school. Uh, this is what oh four. This was I think this was oh, oh. You would think I was gonna say we're really doubting our experience it's right a, now. I think it's oh five. Five oh six. I think Strange oh. Love was oh five. Yes. There okay. So yes. Yeah, so that was definitely. Yeah. It's. I think it premiered uh, New Year's Day oh six. Then. Yes, it did. It did. I have that in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I know a little bit. Uh, so yeah, I was a. Junior, I, was a senior yeah. High and uh, I was just. I was obsessed. Like, I just thought it was the most absurd thing, and it just proceeded to get better and better with every season. It was really the one that pulled me in for the first time. Like, I watched a little bit of Surreal Life and everything. You know, you get in all the others, like Survivor and stuff, like reality shows. And then as we go on about, you know, we're doing the celeb reality, we have a big focus really on, like, the dating shows. But obviously, when we get to Charm School and those things, it'll change up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I would say Flavor of Love is probably the one that pulled me in the first time. I would I say like, this I is probably, this. besides like real world, this was like the reality show that I really paid attention to and then sparked like a lifelong love of reality TV. Yeah, this is, um, I had a similar experience. I was in, I was a little bit younger than you guys. I was in middle school when it was airing. Oh, gosh. So <laughs> it wasn't the most appropriate thing for me to be watching. Um, <laughs> but this was like when I was core into like reality and vh1 celeb reality was my bread and butter that that shit raised me and right <laughs> yeah flavor of love was can't miss tv um and i got super invested i remember hating new york like i really wanted <laughs> the editing and i thought she was such a villain i was rooting for hoops to win so i just yeah i really loved um i really loved the show when it was airing 
And then, like, look how, I love that, though, because, like, really, you can see how she got such a villain edit, but she really has come full circle into, we talk about this a lot on our show, I am, like, a New York stan, so, like, I think that she is the best reality star of all time. Like, I think that there are so many people who wouldn't be what they were without New York's influence. Like, I just think that she's so significant and we don't give her culturally the credit that she deserves. Sonya's fandom is actually that big with New York. It's true. If you watch any other reality show that's on right now, say, you know, Southern Charm, Below Deck, any of the Bravo ones, it's always like, oh, if it wasn't for New York, no one would be doing this. None of us, we wouldn't (laughs) be here. Like she just came in and she was a firecracker and she really changed reality TV as we know it. Absolutely. She's somehow both a character and authentic simultaneously. And that is, that's exactly kind of the um, experience I had while watching, rewatching the season. Cause I was just like, on one hand, I knew it couldn't be real, but on the other hand, I was like, damn, I think she really loves him. I think they belong <laughs> together. I think I forgot which one of our guests, it may have actually been Troy, shout out to Troy McKeady, uh, that said, Somebody brought up that she, like, kind of said that during this time, she did really have feelings for him, which I think just says more about being young and in love than it does about, like, her being full of shit. <laughs> like, I don't know. We all, we all make poor choices, so. Definitely. Okay, well, let's, let's do the background a little bit. I mean, I feel like Flavor of Love is so iconic. Everyone knows about it. And I've definitely touched on it a little bit before in some of my previous episodes leading up to this. But like you mentioned, it premiered on January 1st, 2006. And it was a spinoff from The Surreal Life Season 3, which led to Strange Love with Flavor Flav and Brigitte Nielsen. Um, Obviously, the show was heavily inspired by The Bachelor with uh, the 20 women living together in the mansion. Um... But it was a little bit different because Flavor Flav, um, you know, gave it his own little twist and he nicknamed all of the women and called them only by their nicknames the entire uh, season. Oh my God. God. (laughs) Which, um, you know, when I was 12 watching that, I was like, yeah, that's so fun. How cool. But (laughs) upon further reflection, I was like, hmm, that is um, pretty fucked up. Yeah, watching this with 2019 eyes has been... um, an experience uh you know just basically him he goes through we we call this out a lot too that he goes through a lot of especially the eliminations uh referring to them as bodies Mm -hmm. not people or women um does he ever actually say objects he did say objects once or things he said something to the effect of objects but it was yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) um And what was interesting was that most of the women who were cast on that first season had just been fans of the surreal life and of strange love and had either like written to into VH1 or had like posted on social media. And they reached out to them and basically said like, hey, do you want to be on this new dating show that we have? Um, Some of the women didn't even know who they would be competing like for the love of when they entered the, the house for the first time. Yeah, I saw that New York said that. She said that she was approached, I don't know if you have this in your notes, but New York said in an interview that she was approached on the street, on like Rodeo Drive, I think, that she was walking down with a boyfriend at the time, or like an ex-boyfriend who was still, she was kind of like still seeing, and like somebody came up to her and said like, do you want to be on a, like, are you single? And she was like, no, because she thought that the guy was trying to hit on her. And then he was like, no, it's for a reality show. And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it can be. <laughs> I picture her doing like the yes kind of thing and like pushing the ex away from her. Right. Like, oh, yes, I am yes. totally single. Yeah, get out of my life. I'm done with you now. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and then, of course, there have been so many spinoffs of Flavor of Love. I don't know if there's any reality TV show on today that hasn't been at least a little bit touched by, like, the Flavor of Love family of TV shows. Um, but, of course, there was I Love New York. There was Charm School. There was I Love Money. There was Rock of Love. Um, and then New York got her own. New York Goes to Hollywood. New York Goes to Work. There were spinoffs of spinoffs with Real Chance of Love, Daisy of Love, Megan Wants a Millionaire. So this... Flavor of Love has just been so important for the reality TV landscape and for everything that came afterwards, especially like that late 2000s, like late early 2000s time period, you know, when just like reality TV was really at its just most decrepit and It's an interesting position because a lot of these women are like kind of here for TV, but like also don't understand how to play the game. Mm -hmm. Like some of them are sometimes being a little too honest or not being too bright about like things that will get them eliminated. Whereas like some of these women, like the hotties and the New Yorks are like here, like, hi, I'm here to play the game. Like, you know, pumpkin too, as we find out, you know, is like a well-versed in what it takes to stick around. So. And it it really shows because when you watch any other reality show later on, not that it's necessarily like scripted or such but as you said like everyone kind of knows how to play it like big mm-hmm. brother big brother is a great example like you watch these later seasons the more recent ones and all these people are like oh man i love this game or i love this little thing and it's like they're doing the same thing over and over because so people all learn what to do yeah you know this was so new to them they're just like well i'm here for an experience right. flavor of love walked so a lot of other shows could run and yes. fly Definitely. so true <laughs> Um, well, you guys picked this episode, um, so do you want to do you want to give it away why this was the episode that you guys picked, or do you want to just kind of leave it a little bit uh, mysterious until we get there? Uh, no, we can get into it because I've I've got very strong feelings about this episode. Uh, so, about it. <laughs> so this is the one where Pumpkin spits in New York's face. Now, not only is this an iconic moment in the series and for the network, it is really just it has stood the test of time as a significant moment in reality television history, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like even if you haven't watched the show or, you know, aren't super well-versed or haven't watched it in a really long time, like, this is the kind of thing that really, like, sticks with you and you're totally aware of it. Plus, it also brought out you know, some other 2000s reality shows, which I thought was relevant to the theme of, <laughs> of what we're talking of, you know, your show in general. And it brings out one of the characters that becomes very significant later on, uh, Sister, one Sister Patterson. Sister Patterson. <laughs> Who, well, we'll get to it, but I've, I've grown a little bit more sympathetic of her, but just in this episode alone, but we'll get to it. All right, so let's just, let's dive into it. So we are talking about Flavor of Love Season 1, Episode 8, called Family Flavors, which is not the best title. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, so we open with Flav saying that he has an important surprise for the three girls, and then, um, okay, so we have so many New York talking heads in this entire episode, I realized, like, as I was taking my notes, she just is amazing and is basically the narrator of this entire season. They figured out, I would say probably by some of the early fights, I would say by episode three or four, yeah. like you can tell the producers are like, yeah, no, this girl needs to be a thing. And then by the time we get around to episodes like five and six, they're like, oh, we're giving this girl her own show. Like this is her show now. 
Yeah. Um, so she, and basically, yeah, she says that she says no one's been working it like New York. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of what you guys were talking about a little bit earlier is some people came in like ready and willing to play the game and New York knew exactly how to play. Oh, absolutely. She's not here to make friends. She makes that clear from literally the first day. Like this isn't like RuPaul's best friend race. Like this is, you This know, is not I'm, America's next top best friend. Right. Yeah. Then, right. The, like the iconic, like the iconic phrase goes, but yeah, no, this, she's, she's here to win Flav's heart. She really came in with the perfect mentality. She's right. prepped, ready to go for the show, make no friends, but also be a character on TV, which obviously we find out, you know, later on that she gets her own shows and everything. Right. It works out so great. And we're all better for it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Hoops and Punkfin are complaining about how long it takes her to get ready because she's always spending five hours in the bathroom every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We see a um, lot of that throughout the show. You see a lot of that throughout the season. New York is always in the bathroom. <laughs> what do you think about her line? Um, I'm a natural beauty, as as we know, as we all know. <laughs> I just, she's just such a, like, she's such a quotable, over-the-top person. But I think that this episode kind of gives some more insight into mm-hmm. how that sort of projection Mm-hmm. Uh, based on, like, I don't think that she doesn't think that high, I think that she thinks highly of herself, but it's also sort of a defense mechanism, because as we see later, um, she comes from a rough situation. Yeah. In terms of judging looks, so. <laughs> yeah, that is a, that's a good observation about how that's an interesting juxtaposition with what goes on later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so she finally makes it downstairs and Flav comes to talk to all of them um, and says that he wants to meet all of the girls' parents. So they're being flown in right now. Um, and Pumpkin's mom will be there in a few minutes. <laughs> Jeez. So I can't imagine just that being sprung on me that your parents are coming and they'll be here like within five minutes or however long it took for Pumpkin's mom to get there. And not only that, that they'd be like meeting Flavor Flav of all people. <laughs> Flavor Flav, yes. Um, so yeah, P- uh, New York even asks Pumpkin if she's like, if she thinks her mom will be open-minded to Flav um, and Pumpkin says no. <sighs> um, I mean, it's interesting too because as a, a biracial person myself, like, you know, you get those questions a lot like, oh, how did your parents, like, how did your grandparents feel about your parents? And it's like, you know, in this case, it might not be a race thing. It might just be purely, like, Flavor Flav is, like, an absurd human being. <laughs> like, like you know, do you really want your child, especially given the age difference between him and a lot of these women? Um, I know for sure that at least Hoops and New York at this time were 23, and he was 46. Mm-hmm. It's probably somewhere around Pumpkin's there. probably, like, 25 herself or so but like mm-hmm. still that's an uncomfortable not not to judge it's but like yeah. it's it comes off a little predatory in how flavor play behaves but yeah. I was just gonna say, the way he acts and everything kind of makes the situation very uncomfortable <laughs> um and so the i love this little scene with hoops and pumpkin upstairs and <laughs> pumpkin talking about how her mom is going to act like she did when she first came in here ah! that was it was very cute like i mean <laughs> terrible but like you know especially considering thinking back to like the episodes where she's like they said she's an OG and she's like I thought that meant Olive Garden oh my god <laughs> oh my god I can't even imagine the like crash course on race relations that Pumpkin got moving into that house I can't even imagine and then I, I found a clip of her I think during Charm School at one point she asked like why can't white people say the n-word so clearly I don't think she learned <laughs> too much I mean she oh. was just like randomly wearing cornrows in like one episode oh my god, oh my god. 
It was never touched on, never, never brought up. Nobody, right? Nobody talked about it. All of a sudden she just had them and nobody acted like she didn't look ridiculous. She looked so bad. And I want to know who did them. I I think that it was hoops. Yeah, because they were close. Yeah, they were close. And plus, like, there's a, hoops changes hairstyles a couple times during the course of the show. That's true. So, she's all over the place. Yeah, so I think that uh, my guess is hoops, but it's a mystery. <laughs> who's responsible for this? Right, who's responsible <laughs> for that atrocity on her head? All right, so the doorbell rings and uh, Big Rick, re- Big Rick, gosh, greets <laughs> Mrs. Pumpkin. That was hard to read. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Pumpkin, too. That's always, like, the, the parents don't even get names, except Sister Patterson. <laughs> Really name. That actually would be great. Um, so, and so as uh, Mrs. Pumpkin and Pumpkin are downstairs, like saying hello, waiting for Flav, Flav in New York are just upstairs making out. She's very possessive of him. It's, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. She, she's not very good at sharing. Like I love her, but nobody's perfect. And it's all part of the game. It's all part of the game. Doing. Hey, you're gonna go out with this girl or mom? All right, you're gonna be thinking of me the whole time. Mm-hmm. She yeah, and so. What she's doing. Yeah, she says that she wants to show that she'll be, like, there at home waiting for him whenever he gets back. (laughs) She does bring up a lot, like, I'll bring, that's her, like, selling point throughout the show is, like, I'll bring peace to your home. And it's, like, I don't know if you are physically capable (laughs) of peace. Like, I I love you to death, but I don't think that that's in the cards for you as a person. Yeah, we've never really seen her be Susie Homemaker in any of these episodes. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, she could barely hang out with a bunch of older people in a past episode. She oh, my God. So comfortable in, like, every five seconds of smoking a cigarette. And that's <laughs> not even at that moment. That's this whole show. So God only knows what her anxiety is like, too. Right. All right. So Flay finally makes it downstairs. And he, uh, so Pumpkin's mom does get a name. She introduces herself as Terry. Um, I alternately call her Terry and Miss Pumpkin all throughout the rest of my notes. So who knows what we'll be calling her. Um, Flav says that she looks like an older version of Pumpkin and then that he's going to take them to the salon for Manny's and Petty's. Very nice. Yeah. Thoughtful. (laughs) So, when the woman is giving him a pedicure. Oh my god. He says, you know, the first thing he says is, when you see my feet, please don't call the police on me. And it, like, zooms in on his feet with dramatic music. And I was just like, oh, his feet aren't that bad. Like, that's fine. I mean, I I don't want to see his feet ever. Like, I mean, so much of this is grossness between the ASMR eating sounds and and the feet. Like, I'm just like, this is actual torture. I I mean, mean, I've I've seen Mama Jean's forklift foot, though, so. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I forgot about that. Ew. Nothing can beat that. What is the forklift? She just has jacked up feet. Like, oh. I thought it got, like, run over by a forklift. Wait, did it? It did, right? It did. Yeah, it did. It's, like, a long-term, it's, like, a past injury, right? And it's just not great. She always keeps a sock on. One time she took the sock off. There was, like, a fly that flew out. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was about to be, like, oh, it wasn't, like, his feet were, like, Jim Carrey's and Dumb and Dumber, where they have to, like, attack him with, like, a sander and all this, but... That might be worse. That might be worse. But yeah, uh, Flav then says he has slave feet. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh God, I can't even imagine like I, what the, it, like it's a good thing like Black Twitter wasn't around for this because I think that there would be equal parts like reveling in the, you know, the, the ain't shitness of it, but also <laughs> like a lot of think pieces about like what this is doing for the 
overall black image. I feel like it would have been canceled maybe after one season, if not halfway through. I don't know. It's, who knows? With social media nowadays, I really don't think this show necessarily would be made. Oh, it could not exist in this this day and age. Yeah. Truly a zeitgeist work. <laughs> Yeah, so he says that, um, and I just, as a white woman, I just I sympathize with Pumpkin and her mother, because there's just nothing you can say to respond right. to that. Right, what do you say to that? You Literally nothing. And so, yeah, Flav is just there and kind of acting like himself in his pedicure chair, um, dancing around and wiggling, I guess, as, like, they're scrubbing off his feet. <laughs> acting goofy. Just, he's, a, he's an interesting guy. I mean, do your feet get, like, I mean... I've never had a pedicure. That's not true. I had a manicure. Okay. All right. Well, either way, it's it's somebody touching your feet. It tickles. No, that's what I mean. I was going to say, like, I don't know if they're, like, aggressive and, like, grab your feet or anything. I don't know if it would act. It always tickles to have somebody touch your feet, right? Uh, like, <laughs> I guess. It tickles, yeah. But you don't need to, like, wiggle that much. Right. He's doing a lot. But, I mean, that's just him as a person. Yes. <laughs> um, and so then uh, Pumpkin's mom pulls out a list of things that she wants to ask him. Like, she literally wrote down an entire list and, like, kept it in her pocket. <laughs> when we went back and watched this, uh, I, like, hadn't watched it in a long time and forgot that it was that. Because at first it looks like a check from a checkbook. And I was afraid that she was going to be like, please, how much would it take for you to leave my daughter alone? <laughs> But it turned out to just be a list, which, I mean, I guess is better. Although she does, like, need to look down at the list to be reminded, like, you know, to ask, like, what do you think of my daughter? Like, <laughs> need a list to remind you to ask, what do you like my daughter that you're supposed to be dating? It's her first time being on camera or something. We don't know that. Baby. Based that on what we true. find out later, we don't know oh, if it's her first true. time on camera. That's so. True. Yeah, and she asks if they've been having a good time together, and so then Flavor Flav takes this opportunity to bring up that they were in Palm Springs, which was I... the last episode. Oh, God. <laughs> and so we're treated to some flashbacks of that episode, because once just wasn't enough, no. um, where they are in the shower, and Pumpkin and Hoops are topless, and they are just scrubbing off all of the mud that they had been um, rolling around in, and we see Pumpkin just, you know, licking Flav's ear. <laughs> And that doesn't even go into the fact that she got picked for the nightcap mm -hmm. and like, I mean, like they, they fucked, like, oh, they fucked. Oh, <laughs> terrible. Um, like they, they did. And he does not do anything to make her mom feel comfortable about it at all. No, he, he says the worst possible thing in my opinion, because she asks, uh, I, I guess the producers told her what had happened. Cause she kind of asked like, oh, so you were there with hoops and pumpkin. And did you have both of them to your suite for like private dates? And he says, no, just your daughter. Like he says, your daughter. He says it kind of like, snotty too like yes. I don't know he's got like a little bit of an attitude when he brings up because no I was just in the I was just in the room with your daughter and it's like that's not why would you think that that would make me feel any better he could have said a little more respectfully and right like, or he could have oh, yes, you know your daughter no other person was there mm -hmm. or he could have just like not brought it up because you don't need to know that about what your kid's like, yeah, you need to know about your kid's sex life. Like you that. didn't have to say explicitly that she came back. You could have just been like, "Oh well, we all had fun there, right? We had a good time." Like that's it, the end. <laughs> um, and then her mom does say she says, "Knowing my daughter, I don't think a lot went on, but well, I <laughs> I don't know I don't... if she really knows her daughter. <laughs> Either yes. that, or she's 
like joking like she's being sarcastic but it like isn't coming across it didn't sound like sarcasm (laughs) it definitely sounds like she just does not know her daughter i don't know uh so they go back to the mansion and then flave says he has his own questions that he wants to ask mrs pumpkin about pumpkin um and so the first thing that he kind of asks her is just like how do you feel about your daughter doing a show like this and then she immediately throws her daughter under the bus. <laughs> like oh, her pumpkin's face is the best. She oh my god! Not the face pack of the century. Yeah, it's, like it's one of the looks where it's like if her mom looked at her, she would know. Like, don't say it. I think it's funny too that she was so worried about her mom coming across so white or potentially being a racist when she would really should have been afraid of her mom blowing up her entire spot. Yep. Like, your mom threw you entirely under the bus and ultimately, you know, well, we won't get into it. I mean, granted, we do kind of know how it goes. But, <laughs> you know, like, I, your, your mom fucked this up for you. So, oh, you know, great, though, like, you should have been more concerned about that. Yeah, like, when she says it, though, she goes, oh, well, also this and this. And <laughs> yes. Listen, yeah, she coming. tries to brush it off. It, oh, just just game shows. Um, and yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but her mom even starts to say, like, she likes to be on things like this but she gets cut off in the middle of her sentence. Oh, she no, kind of said, like She kind of says, like, oh, she, it was either going to be, like, she likes to be on TV or she likes to be on things like this. Ooh, spot blown up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to go back and listen to that again. I mean... Um, cut off, that's great. Yeah, she was on a series of shows, including Blind Date, which yep. is interesting because, like, she's had so many, well... We can talk about that later, but she had a lot of opportunities to bring it up and just chose mm-hmm. not to. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we do get a flashback at this point to a few episodes ago um, when Flavor Flav saw Hottie on Blind Date and brought all of the other girls into his room, and they were all talking about how it was so shocking that Hottie had been on Blind Date. Um, also, the one thing that I wanted to talk about on this, too, is that Hottie was wearing the same damn Ta-Ta yeah. Town yeah. outfit. The, the boob sling. The boob she was sling wearing was the yeah. boob sling to both shows, yeah, which I, I guess that, like... I caught that head until so you about it. She's like, no, we had to be something different. I was like, there's no way. I was like, no, I'm telling you, go for it. I, I was like, no, she has to just own more than one boob sling, mm-hmm. and no. Nope. I mean, thankfully she doesn't, I guess. Like, it's an interesting <laughs> look to have more than one of, but... Well, I mean, in New York seems to wear the same red dress to everything at night anyway, too. That's so, true. Mean, like, she really be hating on all these outfits. I know. Just... Oh. Just diversify your wardrobe so that you're not wearing all. the same thing to two separate TV shows shows at the very least (laughs) um so yeah we see that flashback and then Flav says you know it's messed up that she kept that from him and you know that could have been something that she brought up when they were all in the room together watching hottie or you know (laughs) then I we have probably my favorite well I don't know if it's my favorite talking head of the episode because there are so many amazing New York quotes but pumpkin does say at this point I'm not trying to get on TV I've just been on like four game shows then blind date then a talk show and then now this now, now, this is something we talked about when we recap this in our episode. Now, think about literally every person you know. Have all of those people combined been on that many reality shows? Because I can't say, I can't say that about myself. Like, I can't say of all the people I know that they have been on enough reality shows that list her, basically, her IMDb credits at this point. I only know one person that's ever been on a reality show. Oh, actually. personal level. I, well, I was going to say, you technically know, too. Fun fact oh. about Mike, he has several Bravo, in like, indirect Bravo connections. Oh. Uh, his, well, first, your prom date well, was on an episode. Too, but oh, what? what? Wow, so I have three. 
well, no, two Bravo, one MTV. So his prom date was on an episode of Millionaire Matchmaker with the Manzos. Uh, And uh, his uncle was once engaged to Luann from Real Housewives of New York. Oh, my God. (laughs) Before she was, like, the countess. Wow. There's there's a picture of, like, everyone's like, oh, my God, we have to see, we have to see. So she was actually at, I think it was my christening. Yeah. When I was like a baby, and yeah, it's her and my uncle, and it was right before she met the count. Yeah, yeah. they were engaged, and then I guess like they just called it off and then met him. Sorry to derail the point, but all that yeah. to say, well, I also know someone. I, I mean, I'm not gonna throw out names or anything, but who was on a shot of the tequila? Oh, that's oh right. my god, yeah. we did, we did, yeah, we went to high school with somebody that that was the case, but uh, yeah, so I, all I, that I, to I, say, one I, girl who was on an episode of Made, and then I know someone who was on an episode or on a season of beauty and the geek but i don't know that person very well i just know right but that is two instances out of so many people you know she has been on up until this point on hold on i just lost it in my list i think it was one five shows prior to this and that's not even counting the series of shows she's on the number of shows she's on afterwards yeah (laughs) sure pumpkin All right, so Flav says goodbye to Pumpkin's mom, um, and, you know, he kind of has a little talking head where he says, you know, he had a great time with Pumpkin, her mom, only to find this out at the very end, so he's upset. And so Pumpkin walks back in from her date, and New York asks her, you know, how her evening was, and New York doesn't care, like, how Pumpkin's day was. Oh, no, no. No, not at all. Yes. And the fact that she's being so nice to her and the fact that these girls keep falling for it is just ridiculous like you know she's not your friend I know told you to your face not only that she's not your friend but she's going to use anything you tell her against you you've seen her do it to other people like why would you tell her any of your business and you catch her with the nails comment too because you could tell she wants to diss her about the color of the nails she's like oh did you pick it out yourself like she was about to say something she's like oh no it wasn't she's like oh now I gotta say something nice oh yeah well that's great no great choice see this is such a straight dude way (laughs) I know because I was, all I was thinking was, she's just like, like that scene in Mean Girls where Virginia yep. George is like, oh my oh god, god, your skirt is so cute. And then she walks away, the girl walks away, and she's like, that's the ugliest effing skirt I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. That's what, that's a, that's entirely what that exchange well, I'm was. I'm sorry I couldn't quote Mean Girls for it. The only <laughs> what I know is yelling out like, she doesn't even go here. Like, it's the only one I know. That's, no, this is, no, this is girl speak 101. <laughs> um, so yeah, then Pumpkin tells her that Hoops is up next, and New York has a fucking conniption. <laughs> it is absurd. So yeah, she just like gets up, and she starts pacing, and she asks like how she knows that, and she says it can't be true, and how could Hoops possibly know that she's up next because she's clueless as if that has anything to do with it. <laughs> as if that has anything, like a producer told her that's not that's not something that requires being smart (laughs) um and I guess the reason that she is upset is because she thought that Flav would be dying to meet her parents and dying to see where she came from um so she's just hurt that the other two girls go before her she's not really good at understanding how taking turns works but it's (laughs) fine some of this has to be for the oh well yeah I'm sure but I mean how did how how do you know? Like, just the <laughs> stuttering and the nervousness. And the like, oh my God. The yeah, it can't be. <laughs> um, so the doorbell rings again, and in comes Mrs. Hoops. I don't think we ever get her actual name. I think we did, but I don't remember it. I was too busy being horrified by what goes on next. Yeah, this is just a very uncomfortable date. 
Oh yeah. So um, as Mrs. Hoops comes in, uh, New York and Pumpkin are across the room and they see her and I had the same experience, I guess, that they did because from across the room, she does look very young. Yeah. You get up close and you see her, you know, it's obvious that she's a grown woman. Yes. Um, and I guess New York is trying to compare, compare her to a Monet painting. Yep. Yep. She pulls the clueless and she calls her a Monet. I mean, iconic. Just yeah. so great. Yeah. So she says that, you know, she looks great from afar, but up close, it's kind of, ah. Yeah. Which, I mean, she's, she's in good shape. Like, she looks, like, fine enough, you know? Like, she looks fine for her age. She, does, she doesn't look how New York describes her in my Right, yeah, yes. no, definitely not. We find out Flav loves her. Oh, my God, <laughs> disgusting. Okay, so, yes, Flav comes downstairs, and he is wearing a crown and, like, a robe. Loved it. <laughs> and then who's... Hoops has a talking head, and she says that uh, when Flav came downstairs, he was looking hot. 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 And so I think I catch her tick at this point, like her tell, because she does not make eye contact with the camera. She, like, looks away from the camera as she says that. Ooh. Well, I mean, I feel like, so there is, I don't know if you happened to see this in your research, but there was an interview with um, Mark Cronin about uh, the producer of this show and a bunch of other reality shows about, you know, the women and things like that and how he claims that they have sort of like Stockholm syndrome, Mm -hmm. uh, that they kind of get to a point where they're so interested in winning, but also like an opportunity to leave the house or have a nice dinner and, you know, that they get so caught up in that, that once they're ultimately eliminated or in one particular contestant's case, you know, like selected as the winner, like they kind of snap out of it and are like, oh my God, what did I just do? Yeah, yeah. reading that quote, initially was really horrifying because it was like oh my god like you think that these women just whatever and it's like oh but as you watch the season you see it yeah and uh new york i mean not new york uh hoops definitely is not as in into flavor flav as she would like to try to convince us that yeah, she is it's all just for the show and trying to win. <laughs> um so flavor flav takes them to dinner at medieval times <laughs> and Hoop says that it's amazing and that she feels like a celebrity being there. That is the most pathetic sentence in this entire season. <laughs> it is like, could you, like, it's proof that she's never, ever been anywhere nice. That she thinks that you can feel like an A-lister at medieval times. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a good time, but not, no, honey, you know no. what kind of entrance they gave them and everything? What I cannot imagine that and, it would be I mean, worth it. I'm, I'm trying to defend her somehow, but it's just not working. I know. Mike's in love with Hoops. It's I fine. am. I love her. I mean, Hoops is a beautiful woman. What can you say? Yes. Okay. <laughs> She's fine. I'm team Hoops. <laughs> um, yes. So, I guess at this point, Flav Flav and Hoops' mom kind of start flirting a little bit. Mm-hmm. He gives her a kiss on the cheek, and he said that uh, he'd been wanting to do that. Gross. That's so awful. Yeah. So wrong. <laughs> And then Hoops even says that she's a little bit nervous with her mom around Flav and that, you know, in the past she maybe has had a little bit of a thing for her boyfriends. In the, um, so extra gross when you think about it, because like I mentioned, she's only 23. How much time have you really had to look at her boyfriends like that? Ooh. <laughs> I do want to know how old her mom is, like, especially in relation to Flavor Flav, because... If there wasn't the whole, you know, her daughter is competing for his heart, I kind of, 
I kind of love them together. Yeah, no, it would absolutely be a wholesome thing if they had met a normal way. <laughs> but, and if Flav wasn't terrible, but that's a whole other can of worms. But, like, if, if they had just met in a normal way, they clearly had chemistry, but the reason why they met is because they were introduced through her daughter who was <laughs> trying to date. Like, yeah. this isn't something's gotta give. This is gross. Like, is that the movie with... <laughs> with Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> my old la- it's my, it's my old lady brain. The older person dates the younger person. It's one of them is the one where like he's, she he's yeah, where they meet because he's dating, he's dating uh, the daughter played by, I can't think of the actress's name. And then he falls in love with her mom. Like that's gross. Like that's so gross. And that's so terrible that that's something that she has to legitimately worry about. I feel so sad for her. Um, so at this point, a waiter comes over and tells Flav that they want to knight him. And so he's brought down, what do you call this? The the court? The ring? I, I hell if I know. Just the, <laughs> the set, center of Stage, it I guess. Uh, he gets knighted <laughs> as Sir Flavalot. <laughs> and then at this point, Hoops has a talking head where she just says, like, she was cracking up when Flav was down there getting knighted. And she looks, like, super genuine in this one. Like, she was actually, like, having a good time. Like, because I think they are, they do get along as friends. Oh, yeah, totally. So that's, like, what convinced me the other talking head was so fake was because, like, she was so real in that one saying, like, oh, yeah, it was so funny. I mean, like, imagine if you were somebody you kind of developed any sort of relationship with, even platonic friend relationship with, like, gets called down to get knighted in the middle. You know, like, it would be funny and fun to watch, and you would definitely be excited, but, like, you know, that doesn't, is no sense of an indicator. Yeah, she definitely seemed like she had, like, a big, genuine smile. Like, she Mm -hmm. was just so happy in that moment that you almost forget, like, it's like, you know, not that you're on the dating show or anything, but, like, five seconds later, it's gonna be like, oh, crap, that's right. I'm here trying to date him. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So on the limo ride back to the mansion, Hoops' mom flirts a little bit harder with Flav and kind of falls asleep on his shoulder. Uh, But Hoops says that she doesn't think her mom would actually try anything in front of her. (laughs) Again, (laughs) so sad. Just sad that you have to worry about your mom trying to steal your man. Yeah. Um, and then her mom even says, you know, I liked Flay when I first met him, but as I got to know him throughout the night, I really like him. And if Hoops doesn't want him, I'll take him. Yes. And he's crazy, but in the good way. Oh, yeah. He's crazy in a good way. He's fun to be around. Yeah. My God. Jeez. So Flay comes inside from their date and he sees Pumpkin in the phone room and he says hey to her on his way up to his room. And I thought that he was being very normal, just being like, oh, hey, Pumpkin. Right. It was a normal, but she was full guilty conscience mm-hmm. and had to chase after him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she goes into his room and they're kind of, you know, hugging and kissing. And Flav tells her even, you know, I had a great day with you and your mom. But then he says, but I want a date with Hoops tonight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then tells her he has to drop his, the kids off at the pool. And tells her, you can let me go right now. Yeah, no, that was all super uncomfortable. Yeah, it was not, I mean, from the point that he says directly to her face, I want a date with Hoops tonight. I, it's all just so uncomfortable. And he was real serious with the, you can let me go right now. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to be near you. I don't want to look at you. Those are those moments where his dark side creeps out a little bit. Oh, yeah. You can see him being like a little bit more sinister of a person where he's just like, no, you can let me go. Like. He he has a dark side for sure. I mean, he was, he he has some domestic violence arrests in his, in his history. Um, Yeah. happens after 
flavor of love like with well the- i think there was one at least with one of the mother one of prior to the show being out i think one of his one of the mothers of his children some of his children he has an issue with and then he has an issue with the woman he's still with mm-hmm. yeah um <laughs> so yeah that was the moment when you could kind of see like yeah she hadn't let go of him i was a little bit scared for what might have happened yeah 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 um, so Pumpkin goes, and she just, I, I think she did this on purpose, right? She goes straight to New York and tells her that Hoops has a one-on-one with Flav. Oh, yeah. She was absolutely trying to troll her in that moment. Mm-hmm. Gotta feel good about herself. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you're bored. You don't have a television. Like, you just want to wind up the most over-melodramatic person in the house. Like, that's your source of entertainment. When your best friend is off fucking the guy you're also trying to date, the least you can do is wind up the crazy person. <laughs> So yeah, of course, New York starts freaking out and having, again, another conniption. (laughs) Um, And we see like these scenes of her just like pacing around the house and stressing out, intercut with hoops going into uh, Flav's suite and them having a bubble bath. Yeah. Wasn't that the same exact thing he did with Smiley in an earlier episode? It was, it was. Gotta mix it up, Flav. I wouldn't task him as being the most romantic creative guy um so yes new york is still stressing out and she goes down into the kitchen starts making a sandwich to stress eat um and she has again just some iconic lines here where she says when it comes to love i'm very territorial i wouldn't call it jealousy because usually i'm the superior woman (laughs) but see that little bit of insecurity creeping through like you know like it's coming out and so and it's really funny to me um, that New York and Pumpkin are in the kitchen together at one point, and New York is, like, talking to her about, like, do you hear that? I think I hear a moan, and then she asks her, like, what kind of ice cream she has. Yeah, no, this is absolutely stress-eating. I also love that she took the sandwich to bed with her. <laughs> oh, yes, it's so funny. Like, she's, like, spooning the sandwich. She probably had cigarettes at this point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. How, I wonder how she got, like, if the producers ran out and got her cigarettes. Oh, I, you know what? That's to. a great question. Where did the cigarettes come from? With how much she smokes, she has to be going through like two packs a day. Yeah. Easily. You see smoke in between like little scenes. It'd be like, oh, this is about to start. You see like a cigarette out in the ashtray or she's like waving the smoke away. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. All right. So it's the next day and New York is getting ready for her date with Flav and her parents. Um, and she says that it's going to be a rough day uh, because Flav's going to meet her parents and everything has to go perfectly. This was an interesting change of pace from earlier when she's complaining about, oh, you don't want to meet my parents. Yeah. Like, want to meet my parents. And- weird that she was so anxious to have him meet them first thing. And then when it's happening, she's like very anxious about it happening. It's yeah. Like she remembered who her mom was. Right. It's like she forgot. <laughs> and then just all of a sudden, like, she like, it clicked. Oh, right. My mom is yes. terrifying. <laughs> okay. So Mr. and Mrs. New York arrive. But we need to talk about how Mrs. New York, a.k.a. Sister Patterson, oh, yeah. what she is wearing in this scene. I I think this is fantastically <laughs> terrible. Uh, my friend, when we did this, I, when we recapped it, my friend said that she looked like Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like the country version of Carmen right, Sandiego. Like, uh, like the original Yeehaw agenda version of Carmen <laughs> Sandiego. But yeah. It's like a cowboy hat. A straw then, cowboy hat. It's straw. Yes. Um, and oh, then yes. what I thought was a tube top, but when she takes her matching jacket off is a tank top. 
It's like a tank top vest combo almost. Yeah, yeah but then I it was a vest over a white button up shirt. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's a matching vest and jacket set, and it's got some kind of like damask burgundy yes. heavy silk something print going on. Yeah, no, it's clear they cl- just came from upstate New York just in terms of the weather. And, like, we're not aware of what L.A. weather is like, I would guess. Oh, as weird as her outfit is, I think she pulls it off. I mean, it works for her. Oh, no, it works for her, but I think we just need to, like, isolate it and discuss. Oh, my God, absolutely. No, 100%. <laughs> All right, so New York comes downstairs, and she greets them. And it's it's cute the way that um S- Sister Patterson, like, runs up the stairs to meet her. And I had honestly forgotten, like, what this woman was like. And so I was oh, like, oh, how wholesome, how cute. Yeah, no. they so genuinely excited to see each other. It's, I mean, because they clearly have a very strong relationship. Oh, Whether yeah. or not it's a good relationship is remains to be seen. <laughs> Based on the fact that they are ultimately later on, uh, what's that show? Uh, it's like a celebrity family. Oh, it was like celebrity. Family yes. yes, family yeah. therapy. And... Yeah, no, they clearly, there's a lot of issues, a lot of deep issues that we only kind of get the tip of the iceberg on today. Oh, yeah. Um, so Sister Patterson, she immediately starts to get frustrated that Flavor Flav is not, like, down there immediately greeting them. And she doesn't uh, know why they're waiting for him. She even asks, like, does he know that we're coming? <laughs> uh, so, so, but... <laughs> so New York also says that in a talking head, um, her mom is a Scorpio. I am also a Scorpio, so I identify with that. Um, and that she comes on strong and she doesn't let up, really. Would you Would you agree with that assessment in terms of yourself? <laughs> okay, I don't want to get too into astrology because I'm going to turn off, like, half of my fan base. <laughs> and I can't afford to really lose everyone, but... Um, <laughs> I have a Libra moon, so that really, like, tempers a Scorpio sun. Okay, all right, so you're balanced. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Um, okay, so Flav comes downstairs and greets them, and um, he says that, you know, when he he first meets her mom, she kind of gives him a funny look, and he kind of says, oh, she's going to be, like, one of those moms. Oh, yeah. Slow-mo serious face. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, like, from the second he steps down the stairs, he could not do a single thing right. Oh, no. I also kind of read this a little bit, like, um again, kind of respectability politics thing. Like, he kind of came down in an absurd sort of outfit with the do-rag and everything. And I could see if you are, like, you know, a certain type of, just from my own personal experience, like, a certain type of, like, older Black woman, you're not really here for that shit. So I think it's, like, a bonus thing, too. It's, like, there's layers to why she doesn't Mm -hmm. like him. Some of it justified, some of it not. What? They don't, with her, like, I know the other girls... Maybe not hoops, but uh, Pumpkin's mom likes the first time ever hearing of him. She didn't know who Flavor Flav was. Yeah. I'm assuming, it seems like New York's mom might actually know who he is, though. I mean, he's like a cultural figure. I mean, if you've That's seen I mean, Do the Right Thing, you know, like before. Public Enemy did the music. If you've, if you've seen Do the Right Thing, you should know who Flavor Flav is. You know, I mean, yeah, not that yeah. he's in it, but I mean, Public Enemy is very, like, relevant yeah, to so that. I feel like she, you have to be expecting a character. I don't know. I mean, he, he his outfit is probably the most normal thing he's worn up until this point. Fair, yeah, fair, fair, fair. No crown or robe in this case. That's a very yeah. good point, but it's all still a lot if you're not necessarily prepared for it. Mm-hmm. And so Flav's asking them about their flight and, you know, just kind of getting to know them, making conversation, and Sister Patterson's immediately just like, can we go sit down? Let's go sit down. 
yeah no she she was not with the shits at all like not here for any of his ridiculousness Mm -hmm. and so he kind of leads them through the house gives them a little tour and then he makes a huge mistake here of specifically pointing out this painting that we have not seen i think at any other point in the season i don't think i had remembered it i don't i didn't remember no they didn't really show that one too much there's the one where he's wearing like the the native Native headdress headdress, oh god I think that's the only one we see both. Yeah, times. that's and then I think there's like a pop art one, but I might be confusing that with surreal. I might be confusing that with surreal life. But either way, there's plenty of flave art around. <laughs> so it's like a painting of him and I guess Eve, <laughs> like him as Adam in the Garden of Eden, um, and he's nude, but he has you know a little fig leaf and his Viking helmet on, of course. Um, and so Sister Patterson is not okay with this existing in the world. <laughs> Yeah, she was definitely very offended. I thought this was interesting, too, how she made it very clear that she just wanted to hear Flav justify it because New York and her father, Sister Patterson's husband, or like, try to be like, oh, well, you know, it's supposed to be like this. And she's like, no, I I don't need you to tell me. I need him to tell me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, yikes. Oh, oh I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so she calls it demonic. Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, did you approve of this? So you approved of this then. <laughs> and then he calls it beautiful art himself. He calls it, she's like, why doesn't she just like the beautiful art? <laughs> I think there's probably a middle ground between demonic and beautiful art. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So Flav says that uh, he heard that New York's dad, who's named Alex, um, likes to play tennis. So he reserved a court. And so they head over there um, and... They're all in the limo together. Sister Patterson, you know, she's New York's mom because she's smoking like a chimney this entire ride. Mm-hmm. Which I think, I mean, I guess it's a limo, so it's a rented car, so it doesn't really matter. But, like, don't smoke in someone else's car. I think this is when you could still get away with smoking. Yeah. I mean, it was 2006, but yeah. I have an issue with that. Right. No, absolutely. <laughs> it's that VH1 money where they're just going to clean it for them after <laughs> I guess. They're ready. Um. So she... Asks Flav how old he is, and he tells her 46. And she literally will not let that go. Yeah. She hates him for it. I mean, I don't... See, that's the thing. Like, watching this now, kind of somewhere in between Flav's age and New York's age, I am in only this... In the broken clock is right twice a day kind of approach to it, where it's like, I'm with Sister Patterson. If I... If my... 23 year old daughter was with a 46 year old band specifically like flavor Flav. Mm-hmm. i would be like mm, i'm not really thrilled about this she <laughs> had to have known she was going to be on the show though the way they seem to be like yeah but i'm sure you don't think that your kid is necessarily gonna you know you don't ever think it's gonna be a thing like oh, you don't know i'm just gonna go and get my own show don't worry about it yeah you don't necessarily think your kid is gonna make it all the way to the end you know like you think like oh this will be a fun thing for her to do and then next thing you know you're getting a call from vh1 producers saying hey can we put you on a plane to la (laughs) um so yeah she kind of dogs on Flav a little bit and then she um points out how much weight new york has gained and calls her fat it was so uncomfortable so terrible yeah it's really bad it's really hard to watch because I totally forgot that this happened. And I guess that's why the producers kind of put the whole stress eating scene in earlier uh, in the episode to set us up for this. But yeah. 
New York is not fat by any stretch of the imagination. No. And she actually, I think she looks better, thicker than she did super thin when she yeah. was there. Yeah, she like fills out her dresses a little bit better. Right, like she just, it works better for the way she looks for her to be, you know, like bigger if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. She went from being like skin and bones to just being you know, a person. Yeah, <laughs> just normal. It's not you know, it's not like she got fat. Not to body shame skinny, but some people just carry you know, like not to body shame either way, but like just some people carry a certain size better, and she just looked fantastic. It seems like well, that's probably up. where her body naturally wanted to be. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Like having Sister Patterson as a mother, obviously, like there were some issues previous to this. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. So, yeah, that's really uncomfortable because she just doesn't let it go either. No, she's definitely trying to make her feel like what, but like, what were you expecting her to do in this moment? Like, what is you telling her she looks fat going to do besides make her feel mm-hmm. bad? And that's not a scripted thing for the show either. That like just is her mom. Oh, I 100% believe that that's who Sister Patterson is 100% of the time. Just rude. I don't like her. <laughs> And so, yeah, I mean, Flav doesn't either, because when they get to the tennis court, he says he's glad to get away from her. Oh, yeah. And Sister Patterson says that there's nothing that she's seen so far in Flav that she likes either. And, like, he was being nice the entire time. Every time they show them, he's trying to say something nice, giving a compliment. He was absolutely making an effort. Yeah. Like, way more of an effort than he kind of should have or had to. I mean, oh, yeah. This was his best behavior. (laughs) Oh, 100%, which is interesting, which, like, would be interesting from, like, a psychological standpoint, because there's also an episode earlier in the season where his mom comes around, and he kind of turns into, like, a little kid again, kind of around her, and more just, like, willing to kowtow to that kind of figure, so it's interesting, I wonder if, like, that was some of that same instinct, where he's still, like, he's a garbage person in a lot of respects, but he's not going to back down I mean, he is going to back down a little bit to her in this moment. I don't yeah. know. Alex seems to be kind of quiet throughout it. I mean, you have to be. But like, do you think Sister Patterson can be- Oh, yeah, if you're with Sister Patterson- Do you think you can be married to Sister Patterson and be, like, I don't know, a person with an opinion? He'd be tortured. So, yeah, Flav and Alex go to play tennis, and S- Sister Patterson in uh, New York just kind of sit on the sidelines. Um, and Sister Patterson just- launches into her tirade against Flav, basically. Um, She calls him a buffoon, and she says that she doesn't want to be seen in public with a 46-year-old man wearing a clock that doesn't even work. (laughs) That's really the kicker. (laughs) Like, I wonder if the fact that if the clock would have worked, that would have helped, worked in his favor at all. (laughs) That's what I was about to say. I wonder if, like, that makes a difference. (laughs) It's the only thing I respect about him. Right. At least his clock runs <laughs> on time. He always knows what time it is, and he's nice enough to let everyone else know. <laughs> um, but New York says that she loves him, and Sister Patterson does not like that. I think it was interesting, too, that she kind of tries to appeal to her mom's, like, church. Yeah, like the good Christian wife kind of thing. Yes, she says a lot of, like, I want to be under him and not in, like, a, in the way like pumpkin probably would have meant it <laughs> that's you know? how i heard it no she she's it. no that's because you want to be under him and i'm just like huh <laughs> no she's like saying all this stuff i want to cater to him and i want to be like a good godly wife to him more or less and like 
yeah, no, Sister Patterson cuts right through that. She, like, does not, she's not here for it at all. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, New York says that she wants things to progress, whether that be a friendship or a relationship or even a marriage, potentially. Then they do this absurd slow-mo of Sister Patterson. (laughs) Oh, that was, that was perfection, though. Just like a, girl, what? Like, it was marriage and then she just goes on and on and on oh, oh that was fantastic oh yes yeah she says that will never ever ever like ever 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 like i don't even ever. know how many times she says ever but it's a lot it's, 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 i see my notes she says ever like 30 times <laughs> <laughs> and yeah that she would like take new york away from him before that could happen that just proves like how kind of how unhealthy their relationship is again oh, yeah. back to that close but like to to really turn to your child and be like you're gonna choose him over me yeah the way that she like explicitly gives her the ultimatum exactly yeah. like right I, mean, there. I get not being thrilled with your kid's decision but like to really put that on them is like not really letting them be an adult but there's a lot of the way she spoke to her mm-hmm. that proves she doesn't see her like an adult and I mean, at this point, New York hasn't even won anything yet. So who's yeah. to say, like, maybe just don't bring it up and hope that she loses. <laughs> right, exactly. All right. Well, so Flav and Alex seem to be getting along just fine. Um, but Flav says that, you know, New York's mom isn't feeling him. He thought that he would eventually win her over by the end of the night, but he just gave up because it was pointless. Um, so they just head back to the mansion. And this is wild to me that New York's dad actually says, oh, yeah, I like Flav and I could see him as a son-in-law. I don't understand where that would, like, how he made that leap based on one game of tennis. <laughs> one game of tennis. <laughs> They're probably, like, the same age. Ew. Yeah, I was actually thinking good. about that. I was oh wondering. Gosh, I don't even think about that, but here. Oh. I'm hoping that New York's parents are a little bit older than him, at least, like, maybe in their, like, late 40s early 50s but who's oh, to say but then that, oh but that God, would Google. still mean that he's closer in age oh 100 percent, he is not that there's yeah. anything like wrong with that it happens but i now i'm now i'm really wondering about how old oh. hope's mom is oh hang on i'm i need to like look this shit up yeah, i know i'm is, really concerned this is now one of those moments. it's like i need to know this now let me see because i feel like because Hoops, I think, is the oldest. Hoops was the oldest of her sister? Of her kids. Or? No, I mean, of her oh, siblings. Kids. Sorry, I wasn't clear. <laughs> Are we doing research? I am. Oh, yeah, we got to find out now. All right, let's figure it out. We're going to love Google. We could also find out Sister Patterson. I'm looking Sister Patterson up right now. Go. I'm, gonna, okay. I'm looking up Hoops' mom. Sister Patterson was born in 1961, so she's, so younger, she's than younger than Flav. Wow. That is uh, incredible. So a great uh, anti-smoking ad because I would have clocked her <laughs> older. So. Yeah, I definitely, like I said, early 50s. Black can crack if you're terrifying and scary. <laughs> I, oh cigarettes, my gosh. Kid. Yeah, really. Did you find Hoops' mom? Uh, no. I'm just seeing when she was, I'm just seeing her birthday. I'll keep looking, but we can, I'll. <laughs> All right. I'll. <laughs> All right, we'll move on from this. Um, so yeah, uh, New York says goodbye to her parents and says that she doesn't really feel confident about elimination tonight and thinks that her mom might have ruined her chances. It's 
an understandable situation too based on <laughs> I mean I guess if you don't know what else went on with anybody else's dates then yeah you can think about that you get yeah, you can think that I mean hers was definitely the worst date oh easily yeah but easily. I mean the information that comes out Mm-hmm. against ultimately works against yeah. pumpkin like i mean if i think if she had known that i don't necessarily think she would have been as scared i mean not only that though too but like i'm pretty sure when they're playing tennis flave could probably hear everything that new york and sister patterson were saying it's not like they were sitting like really far away and they weren't whispering yeah sister patterson really wasn't making it a secret at all so <laughs> yeah, she might as well turn around and just be like hey i hate you <laughs> stupid clock off you know just like keep yelling at him all right so we get our little scene with Flav and big rick um looking at the clocks and deliberating on who's gonna go so we just get a little recap about <laughs> who Flav's like who whose mom he likes and whose mom he doesn't like which we all know yeah his right. mood was pretty funny when they were talking about sister patterson <laughs> it's like i got along with her dad but woo, <laughs> it was pretty funny still pretty polite and i feel yeah exactly he stayed the nice guy Mm-hmm. Um, and then we we have one of his little rhymes. Like he rhymes all the time, mm-hmm. and I didn't write down most of them, but I thought this one was kind of funny. It's like I got mad love for your moms. Now I got to go down there and drop these bombs. <laughs> and then he turns to Big Rick and says, "Let's get rid of this chick," which I thought was uh, a little bit telling of what's going to come next. I mean, at least he refers to her as a female person, so. <laughs> I'm just impressed by that. He made an improvement. Mm, all right. The bar is <laughs> <laughs> uh, An improvement for flame, I guess. Yeah. For flame, not Which of I, yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have, you know, the three standing waiting for elimination, and we have uh, talking heads where they just, like, shit on one another. Um, and Hoops and Pumpkin hate New York, and New York thinks that Pumpkin and Hoops are lesbians. Oh, yeah. Which I don't... I don't know where she got that from. I guess just because they were friends. <laughs> I think also, I guess, like, if you see, like, an athletic woman. Go right, yeah. yeah, like, I'm thinking about hoops more specifically. That, yes. like, if you're, like, an athletic woman and she had, like, the biceps and whatever, that automatically read yeah. as gay. The like, especially shoulders, in yeah. the 2000s. Uh, you know, yeah. You could see New York. She's trying, you know, she's being offensive, but in a more, what, PC way, kind of? I mean, right. It's like a it's the less offensive version of, I don't know, in the scheme of, like, horrifically offensive things that come out during the course of the show. Not even close to as bad as things Pumpkin said, so. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so Flav and Big Rick comes down, they come downstairs, um, and he tells Pumpkin and Hoops that he had a good time with their moms, and then he tells New York that he had a good time with, uh, her dad. (laughs) He doesn't say anything (laughs) about Sister Patterson at this point, just kind of drops that. (laughs) And then he says that, you know, he started off with 20 people and he thought that he did a pretty good job of getting rid of all of the fake people and that, you know, the three that are standing there in front of him are standing there because they've been real. Ooh. And I, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, she, he gives the first clock to hoops, just gets that out of the way. Um, and I kind of thought it was interesting what New York says here, which of course this talking head could be from any other point in the season and just spliced in. Yes. But she says that there's something about hoops. She nervouses me. She's yep. me in a way. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. Like I'm unclear about why she felt so yeah. uncomfortable around her. That really hadn't been like established as a plot point. So it was just kind of strange. But um, I'm going to start using she nervouses me 
as <laughs> all the fucking time now. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's an interesting choice of words. Thank you, New York, for some new vocabulary. Right, of, like, she's contributed. She's, like, basically the Shakespeare of reality television. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's so profound. <laughs> all right, so we have, you know, a single clock left. Flav takes it. Just side note, it cuts to commercial break, cuts back, and the clock is back on Big Rick's arm and stays there. Hmm. That was a weird cut that I noticed. The editing is not great. (laughs) They really, in 2006, editors did not give a fuck about continuity. No, no, they were just like, we're going to get this story out, and if you're paying enough attention, you should probably get a hobby. But but then I think, but they didn't think that we were going to be living in like a binge watch streaming or HD TV world. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's not necessarily their fault for not having the foresight, but... All right, so Flav has his single clock, and, you know, he kind of teases the two, saying, like, will it be Pumpkin? Will it be New York? Will it be New York? Will it be Pumpkin? And then he says that one of them's playing games, and he calls out Pumpkin. Says that this is her sixth reality TV show, and that, you know, he knows that she's got love for him, but he just feels like she's there to be on TV. And he doesn't like that she hid uh, being on Blind Date. This is what's interesting to me, is that ultimately the reason why she and Hottie get eliminated have nothing to do with actually being on blind date. Yes, exactly. It's one that both of them lied about it, but also in Hottie's case that she comes off, comes across on blind date like a gold digger. So it's kind of interesting. Not like. Well, no, she comes off as a gold digger. Um, But to this like camera that she is a gold digger. It's just so funny that both of them lie because they're afraid that telling the truth will get them in trouble. But ultimately it's the lying that does them in. Yeah. I feel like Pumpkin could have just gone and said, yeah, Flav, I was on this too. You know, I'm looking for love. I didn't find it. That's why I'm here. It would be so easy to spin it. Right? So many, like, again, this comes back into, like, them not really, like, them wanting to be famous, but them not knowing how to play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, a side note, Pumpkin's uh, white frosted eyeshadow is horrible. Oh, it's so 2000s! It's really bad. <laughs> it's, like, not even blended. No, no, it's just, it's, it's a complete mess. What's worse, that or the cornrows? The cornrows. 100%. 100%. <laughs> it's but, all bad, but the cornrows, right. yeah, it's real rough. Just because they just they just look ridiculous. Like the, the eyeshadow. At least we all did the eyeshadow. Like it was. It's bad, but it's more just like a sign of the times versus mm-hmm. cornrows, which are like never would never be a good look on her. <laughs> and so pumpkin, her reaction here is to like getting called out is just so wild to me because she tries to say that she didn't hide anything from him. I yeah. Think she does this defense. Well, you, you didn't ask. It's like, yeah, but. It's not his responsibility to be asking. Yeah, she, you know, yeah. like he says, like, this is my house. <laughs> like, you should just tell me. And he actually sent someone home for the exact same thing. You well, really. On this show, you did. Well, that again, if she was well. paying attention, she would have realized that she wasn't sent home because of the being on TV. She was sent home for the lying. Yes. Like. Oh, because she the lie blew, yeah, she like blew there up the lie detector. She did so bad. You know, Hottie did, not Pumpkin. No, Pumpkin too. Pumpkin didn't do well, great. It's, it's not that she lied. It's the fact that the questions opened up a lot about her. Well, also, right, the fact that she had sex on TV and all that. And she's been yes. on reality shows and everything. Because that's the other thing when it comes to editing. Brit, Bridget or Brigitte? 
Brigitte. Brigitte probably mentioned this to him, and she never brought it up, but they waited until now to really bring it up for, like, you know, the big explosion. I guess. She had the chance. She lied. (laughs) Yeah. And so she tries to say that she's not there for TV and that New York is the one who's the aspiring actress. (laughs) And so New York is like, oh, did you call me? And that kind of just, like, unleashes the floodgates. Well, I think it's funny. I think it's funny that New York is like, it's true, but I've never hit it. Oh, yeah. Understand? That was was really funny the way she goes, like, she told Flav that I was an aspiring actress, which is true. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, which I am, but. (laughs) Wink, wink, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, she just, the key is just honesty. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, and what so many of these a couple of these women missed out on but you know just it's funny to think like that she is so in that moment so incredulous about the fact that this is what ultimately did her in when it's like you've been saying since Hottie got eliminated oh I should have told him I can't I could tell him I'm just scared and you just chose not to so now and you're gonna act like it's his fault oh yeah 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 tries to say that um he disrespected her by bringing this up Please. Well, let me, do you know how long they're in this house for, how long this show goes for? Because I, I know you mentioned, I think it was, what, Surreal Life, where it's two weeks? Surreal Life is two weeks. I think I think I read somewhere that this was five weeks, but I don't know okay. for sure. Okay. Because that's one thing. I feel like we've been looking and we can't find that. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, but it's just absurd to me that, like, I don't know that any of this is happening. But. I know. I started following Goldie on Instagram, so maybe I'll just message her and ask her. How I know. Long. Isn't she? She's great. She's, She's so amazing. And she lives like an hour and a half away from me. Oh my gosh. You should, guys, you should like, you, you should hang out with her. I, I want to like message her and be like, can I interview you? I'll try. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. So New York and Pumpkin are fighting. They're screaming at each other. Um, New York of course, just the, the catchphrase queen that she is starts the buy pumpkin, buy pumpkin. Oh my gosh. So iconic. Just, it, she just, everything she does is iconic. Mm-hmm. And then pumpkin is like also being like a bitch, like a huge bitch right here with the comments that she's saying, um, you know, saying that like, she, well, at least I haven't gained 20 pounds while being here and you look like a transvestite, which is not the first time she's called New York a transvestite. Wild problematic. <laughs> not something that you could say in 2019 and like not be eviscerated for. As at least not bleeped out. Like it's so yeah. interesting. Or I don't know where you watched, but we watch either on Hulu or on Tubi TV. Yeah, and I was watching on Tubi. Yeah, that they, they bleep that stuff out, but they leave the T one totally unbleeped mm-hmm. and I'm like oh okay or and then like uh, a couple episodes ago when one of the girls got eliminated she says the R word, word yes so many times yeah 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 and they don't believe that either and I'm like wow different time yeah <laughs> it really was like things have changed in the last uh 10 years oh gosh um so pumpkin goes up I guess just to like further annoy New York and goes to like hug hoops and say, you know, like I'm rooting for you girl and kind of just like antagonize New York a little bit more since she's closer to her. And so New York is yelling at her, you know, telling her to get out and leave. And so here, here it goes. Oh wait, no, before that, I just want to say like, there's also one iconic New York line before that, which I absolutely love and keep meaning to use in my real life, but I never have a chance is I look better than you making your exit right now. 
Oh, I, I didn't even catch that. I love that line. She goes, like, obviously when Pumpkin's shitting on her looks, she's just like, well, I look better than you making your exit right now. Oh, this York. is so great. But anyway, Stronger. sorry. I, like, okay. took this all the steam away. Oh, no, it's Big fine. moment. Here it goes. So New York's yelling at her, and Pumpkin says, actually, I can slap the shit out of you since I've been eliminated. In New York, I quote this, I say this line along with her every single time. She goes, do it, slap me, bitch. And then... (laughs) (laughs) And she hawks the most impressive loogie I've ever seen. That was quick, too. It wasn't even, like, like, pull it up. She had a cost in the chamber. Like, it was... was like, I'm gonna do this. It's... It doesn't make... Like, normally, you you know, I'm not gonna make the sound effect or anything. Loud that are listening, but, like, normally, you really gotta pull that up. This Mm -hmm. was... They show in slow motion. It's like, how did you have that ready? It was, yeah, just perfect. Um, as it was called the spit heard round the world Mm -hmm. spits right in her face, uh, gets on her chin and in her hair, which is disgusting. Um, and then of course, New York like lunges for her and tries to like beat her up. I think that that's kind of impressive too, because like when we were talking about it, I was thinking that if somebody were to spit at me, my reaction would just be to like stand there and be like, did that really just happen before ultimately going after her? Work, it was like immediate, immediate, like fight instead of flight where they turn, right, where they do 800 sound effects layered on top of each other. Her eyes like explode bulge out of her face. They open up. That was awesome. And then she pushes her into a camera. Oh, yeah. She, like, she, like, grabs her by her hair. And honestly, Pumpkin is so lucky that she stumbled into that camera and New York lost her grip. (laughs) Yeah. No, definitely. It was, like, a series of things that, like, this fight could have gone way worse had there not been, like, a number of factors. I wish they were on one of those, like, celebrity boxing shows. Actually, I was just reading what I could find out about, uh, just to side note a little bit, but I was looking up Hoops Mom's age, which I couldn't find, that Hoops did a celebrity boxing against, uh, era, wasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, and then it ended up being Drita from, uh, Drita from Mob Lives, I think? Yeah, do you, do you listen to Feathers in My Hair? No. Um, it's another one on the, like, EBP network that, uh, Troy's on, but, um, Liz Bentley, the host of that, went to that fight. Oh! (laughs) Like, reported on that fight, so that was really good. Oh, FOMO through the roof right now. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so then, I love that New York in this moment, too, is screaming, um, she says very quickly, you think you can put your hands on me? Yeah, I noticed that, too. That's how not, that's how in the moment she was. Like, that's how quickly she reacted, that anything touching her immediately came off as hands, when Mm -hmm. there's a huge difference between hands and spit. (laughs) Um, and then, yeah, the producers and I guess security cameramen, whatever, try to like get between the two because New York is bound and determined to like whoop her ass. Oh yeah. Shoes off. Like she's ready to go. Mm -hmm. Um, she tries to like, Pumpkin gets kicked out. Flav, you know, says that's fucked up. Get out of here. Like you're done. And New York is trying to follow her outside. It's a bold choice, but I mean, I, 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 we all wish that. Come on. I mean, I don't know if she gets sued or something, what the hell would go, but that would have been a moment big, yo, yo, don't touch her, don't touch her, let it happen. To I think, now I'm trying to think where this falls in relation to Bad Girls Club time frame, because I remember a time when Bad Girls Club in the early seasons, when it was all about, like, rehabilitation, where if you fought, you got kicked out, but then in later seasons, it was like, if you fought, 
but you didn't like seriously gravely injure anyone or anything like that like you could say where it's like I wonder if at this point they were like the producers were like no we're not trying to have a lawsuit on our hands and that groundwork hadn't been laid about what you can do in terms of fight when did that show start I don't remember but anyway I was gonna sorry. say it's like someone <laughs> probably watched this and said I have the greatest idea for a show ever right oh gosh yeah so yeah pumpkin is outside kind of giving her exit interview and hyperventilating um new york is inside um trying to get outside to beat up pumpkin and Flav's trying to calm her down a little bit you know goes to give her her clock (laughs) and so new york walks down and uh she tells him you know i will accept your clock but i want to go whip her ass right now and tries to walk away from him to like go beat her up she's so serious about this i mean i don't know if somebody spit on me i would I would probably be equally as determined. Especially if that spit smells like shit. Yeah. Oh, that was so disgusting when she started describing that. No, right. Like, I could have I could have gone without oh, that as well. Oh, she got my chin. Oh. Uh, yeah, oh, the way she kept, like, wiping her face and smelling her hand was... Yeah. <laughs> it was all too much. All right, well, New York gets her clock. She doesn't go beat Pumpkin, but she implies that it's not finished. <laughs> she will beat Pumpkin at some point. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's down to the final two. Uh, they toast with champagne, but Flav doesn't pour any out for Pumpkin because she doesn't deserve it. And um, Pumpkin has her, her last little exit interview where she says that uh, Flav doesn't deserve hoops and that he should end up with New York because that's all he deserves. I think that the carpet probably deserved a break from having champagne poured I know. on it. I know. <laughs> that was really not not great. And I thought it was this episode because I we've speculated a lot about whether Flav actually is interested in New York at all, or is just interested in the fact that she's interested in him. And this episode, I feel like is the only time where it feels like he's kind of interested in her, but I think it's more out of sympathy. Mm -hmm. Once he met her mom and also watched her get spit on that he was like, Oh, this person, like I genuinely feel sad for you. Right. She had a rough, she had a rough day. Yeah. That's basically it. I mean, it's the final two, and they're going to go to Mexico. Hooray! Fun, I guess. (laughs) For them. All right, so where are they now? Um, I'm not going to do Flav, because I've done a where are they now for him in, like, two other previous episodes. Um, So let's just talk about the girls. Um, Starting with Pumpkin. So she went on to do Charm School, and she was on I Love Money. And I found that she was also on a softcore porn on the Playboy channel uh, in 2009. Yep. Yeah, so uh, not only did Troy bring that to our attention, we actually watched it the other day. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. my God. Yeah. It's, it's actually, it's, it's fairly tame when it comes to her and to nobody else. It is, <laughs> yeah, no, like it is a show on the Playboy channel. Like people get to get to fucking, so... <laughs> You see her boobs. Yeah, that's true. You do see her boobs. That's well, good. if they hadn't blurred them out in the previous episode, you would have seen her boobs on Flavor of Love. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, and then as of 2016, uh, they kind of caught up with her, and she was just working at an accounting firm in Bakersfield, California, and had basically just stepped away from the limelight and didn't really talk to anyone from the I Love the series very much anymore. That made me feel better about my own job search, personally, that, like, if she could get hired after that, disaster like nothing I've done in my professional or person like professional career or personal life is 
anywhere near all of her reality show mess. So I'm good. I'll be fine. Yeah. And like a respectable job at like an accounting firm. Right? Like, like a, like a job job, like a grown up job. I wonder if she couldn't be a substitute teacher and a cheerleading coach after she got back though. Yeah, but I'm sure she still probably was clear to be a hypnotist assistant. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) That was his favorite line from like, I think the whole series. (laughs) But she doesn't really bring that one back up like she does the other two. Well, because she claims that it somehow hinders her ability. Like the implication is that like, because she fails the challenge that uh, around kids, that that's going to be the thing that keeps her from getting another job where it's like, no, honey, it's all the fucking on TV that's going to keep you from probably ever finding work again. And the spitting. And the spitting. Yes. And the why can't white people say the N word part. But (laughs) all of that. All right. So pumpkin's doing her thing now um hoops so hoops revealed at the reunion that she and Flav uh you know they're like that but they're not like that um so they broke up and um she competed in I Love Money and she won the first season um I think the main thing at least as far as like what I had known hoops for like post Flavor of Love was the fact that she dated Shaquille O'Neal yep. yes they were engaged too weren't they I remember but I know that they had a pretty serious relationship they were together for a long time I bet her mom definitely tried to go after him (laughs) right gross and terrible that's why of of her mom to do that right that's what that's ultimately why they broke up right uh and so now um I don't know if she still does but she did have an oxygen show called it takes a sister uh kind of just features her family yeah it was definitely kind of came across as like a a blue collar keeping up with the Kardashians type situation. Okay. That's the best way I could describe yes. it. Yeah. I didn't really look at any promos for that because I was like, mm, not very I, think I like watched it once or twice. It was nothing to no. Who really pays attention to oxygen shows? Uh there well Bad Girls Club was on Oxygen. Oh, okay. And uh snapped. Okay. <laughs> other than that, uh no, no, I don't give a shit so about anything else. Relax. <laughs> Um, and then she also apparently has a, boot, a, a boutique, sorry, in Tennessee called Heaven on Earth and a fitness line called Hoops Fit. Oh, yeah, for her. Good for her. That's good. And then, of course, the legendary Tiffany New York Pollard yes. has been, her career has gone into the stratosphere since Flavor of Love. So I don't even know where to start with what she's been up to since then. I mean... She's been doing great for herself. She's booked and busy. Like, yeah. God bless. And is she still doing stuff now? Yes, yeah. she is. Oh, yeah. so she uh she came back for Flavor of Love season two. Um, and she went all the way almost. Um, she was in I Love New York. She was in New York Goes to Hollywood. New York Goes to Work. She was on Botch. She was on Family Therapy with Dr. Jin. She was on Celebrity Big Brother. More stuff. Uh, and now she's currently hosting the web series called Brunch with Tiffany on VH1. That's right. Oh, wow. That is person my personal Tell goal. My personal goal is to also, to one day. Have brunch with Tiffany. Have brunch with Tiffany. Um, And so I actually did watch one of her brunch with Tiffany episodes uh, with Charlemagne the God. And she goes into um, semi-explicit detail about having sex with Flavor Flav. Oh my God. I'm afraid to ask. I think this was like, I don't know, maybe two or three years ago that this episode came out. I'm not exactly sure. But as of whenever that was, which wasn't, you know, too terribly long ago. She said it was magical. Oh my God. I, and she the, said he has oh, a really big dick. 
That I believe. I would not be shocked. Um, he looks like he's got that energy. <laughs> he's, got, he's got BD. Um, I am just so... The thought of being under that man is enough to, like, oh my god, like, I can't. Like, I just, oh. He just scared. He's, oh, with gross sausage hands and just, oh. <laughs> Uh, maybe don't watch that episode then. Yeah, no, I'm gonna, that's, no. That's a brunch I could skip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's, that's what our ladies are up to now. Um, and I, yeah, I always like to do a, a where, well, after the where are they now of, oh, does this hold up slash, like, is it worth a rewatch? Oh. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that's I not mean, an the- inspiration <laughs> for us to get the show going. Right, you don't have to ask us if we oh, think yeah. that it's worth a rewatch. Yeah. I think- <laughs> anyone who has like even a passing interest in reality tv needs to watch flavor of love yes. absolutely like i think if like i said earlier if you it, it paved the way for so much of what reality tv is um that to to look at it from even like a purely sociological perspective like how it affected the trajectory of pop culture mm-hmm. you know like it's just it's a master class in entertaining real life. I mean, think of any dating show you see on TV pretty much that's in a fashion like this. Like I know you mentioned, you mentioned The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Like I've never been able to I'm watch an episode of The Bachelor. Oh, no, it's so yeah. boring. <laughs> right, like especially in comparison to this because I was like, oh, maybe if I like this, I'll watch The Bachelor and I'll like yeah. The Bachelor too and I can't, I can't stand it. They're wacky, they're funny, you know, everyone's kind of got their own personality they bring to the show. But so nothing like this. The times, but a lot of stuff is kind of organic which makes it even better. Yeah, this is this is foundational reality TV, so it's definitely worth a rewatch. As far as holding up in 2019, I mean, I think we touched on that. Like, you have to recognize it's very problematic. I mean, it was problematic back then, but through, like, the lens of 2019 wokeness and things like that. Uh. Well, what's interesting is that, like, in terms of, like, yes, the language that's being used and all that kind of stuff, like, it's wild problematic in that sense and that we wouldn't be able to do any of that today. But in terms of the age difference in a me, in a post, in a, well, I guess in a Me Too era, you know, right? Like, our initial thinking was, like, wow, this wouldn't be able to exist because of the age difference. But double shot at love right now with Vinny and Polly D are on and all the girls are about this same age and Polly D is in his 40s. Ooh, I didn't even realize So, yeah. So, I mean, we're not really that far removed. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) I mean, we say this, but, like, reality TV hasn't changed that much. No, no. They still get these young women to do all sorts of embarrassing shit on television. It's all for the same thing, just kind of like they were. They're all kind of looking for fame or to move their own, you know, push their own agendas further. I mean, even more so now because, like, with social media and being able to do, like, the Instagram spawn con and things like that, you can really make, like, you know, a fairly legitimate career if you have, like, public notoriety. I mean, like, three of the women from next season became what we talk about this a lot, like, that uh, Delicious, Bucky, and Boots from season two all went on to become very successful Instagram models. Um, Rock of Love. Rock of Love is, well, she's a cam girl, but she's, like, a pretty influential, she's a pretty big influencer in that regard. I don't know Instagram, but yeah, like, I mean, a lot, a couple of these women did make the logical transition and turn this into a thing but then the rest of them are like terrible at social media or not on at all or they become accounts or they become accounts all right well i think that wraps it up unless you guys have any other final thoughts on flavor of love season one episode eight that you'd like to share 
Nah, we talked your ear off. We talked everybody's <laughs> ear off. We're we've with our pop culture analysis. And I love it. Okay, well, <laughs> tell everyone where you can uh, find you guys. So yeah, so our show in general, uh, just search Rewind the Love Podcast on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We are at Rewind Love Pod. I am at Sonia Marie Says, Sonia with an I. I am at Mr. Feeney 519. EY, not like Mr. Feeney. Yes, from EY and it's M-R, not spelled out like, you know, Mr. Rogers. Name, just <laughs> M-R, simple. All right. And if you'd like to follow Snapback to Reality, I'm at Snapback to Reality Podcast on Facebook, Snapback to Reality Pod on Instagram. You can follow my personal Instagram at really underscore Riley. And if you'd like to send us an email, uh, snapbackpodcast at gmail.com. But I think that's a, that wraps it up. And thank you guys so much. This has been so much fun. I really appreciate you guys uh, joining Oh my me. gosh. We had so much fun talking about it with you. Thank you so much. Yeah, for thank you so much for chatting us. with us. Yeah, it was a blast. So much fun. All right, we'll have to do it again soon. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. I told you, you were going to have to bring me back for Real Housewives of New Jersey. So. I absolutely <laughs> will. I'm, I love it. <laughs> Can't wait. All right, thank you guys both. Have a great night. Thanks, you too. You too. Bye. All right, bye.